Hello there, what it do, how are you, and welcome to episode three of Above the Nest with Rachelle, brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. It's a great day to talk football, that is Eagles football, of course, and I'm your host, Rachel Prevet, getting you hip very quick to what's happening. Today is Friday, April 16th, and we're going to dive right into the latest buzz surrounding the Eagles this week. On Monday, The Athletic put out an article by Zach Berman, Shio Kapadia, and Bo Wolf, and it talked about the dysfunction within the Eagles organization. It highlighted the struggles that former Eagles head coach Doug Peterson dealt with during his time in Philly, specifically in his relationship with Eagles team owner Jeffrey Lurie and general manager Howie Roseman. This article was a great read, very interesting. If you haven't already checked it out, I would highly recommend that you do so. There's so much to tackle in this article, but here are just a few of the bullet points that I jotted down to give you guys an overall summary of what was covered. I have miscommunication is a huge issue within this organization. There's a lack of trust, a lack of collaboration, power struggles, disrespect, and a house divided against itself cannot stand. So let's get right into it. Mind you, all of the sources in this article are anonymous, but one of the quotes that I highlighted that really stuck out to me, it said, quote, Peterson was ridiculed and criticized for every decision. So Every week on Tuesday, uh, Doug Peterson was required to sit down with the team owner and the general manager, and they would pretty much break apart every decision that he was making from personnel to game management in the plays that he was calling, which is absolutely ridiculous in my opinion. This is bullcrap. If you hired this man for the job, he's a grown man. Why aren't you letting him do his job? I don't understand it. He was being constantly second-guessed, micromanaged. He was being doubted. And how do you work under those conditions? I'm seriously confused because I know that I couldn't do it. I would be stressed out. You hear me? Stressed out. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. I don't know what other way to put it. How can you be productive in your work and confident in what decisions you're making if you know that it's never going to be good enough? In relation to the point I made earlier that a house divided against itself cannot stand, there's a clear divide within the organization, um, the analytics department versus football operations. Even though they should all be working as a team and focusing on the betterment of the organization, this article talks about how Jeffrey Lurie is heavily invested in the analytics department and he favors them rather than trusting, rather than trusting his coaching staff and his scouting staff. So it's like they're constantly butting heads. They're never seeing eye to eye. That's not healthy. That's not healthy in this type of organization. I think a question that remains after reading this article is moving forward, what's going to happen with Nick Sirianni? He's a first-time head coach and he's a very young first-time head coach. So is this going to reoccur with him? Is he going to be required to meet with uh, Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman every Tuesday after the game and break apart the decisions that he's he made? Is he going to be able to flourish? Is he going to be able to be confident in the decisions that he made knowing that they're probably going to be doubted or questioned or second guessed. Is he going to be their new yes man? There's so many questions that just surround my head and we don't know until this new season comes into play and we see how the team is doing. But 
I think it's very clear that that's the environment that has been uh, created in Philly. And um, at the end of the day, the owner has the final say. On a lighter note, Jalen Hurts did a very fun sit-down interview with GQ Sports, and he's talking about how he spent his first million dollars that he made in the NFL. If you guys don't know already, I am Team Hurts. I'm rooting for him this upcoming season. I'm wishing the best for him. So I enjoyed watching this interview, getting to see his personality a little bit more. You can tell that he's very, very humble, which I love, but enough about my thoughts on him. He said he only spent 165000 of his first million and his spendings range from clothes, jewelry, of course. I mean, he's young. We kind of know that. Um, charity. He said he sponsored a family during the holiday season. His business fees, of course. And fun fact, he said he didn't tell too many people, but he said he has a younger sister who's 16 years old and he put away 70 k for her college tuition, which was really, really sweet. But he also shares some advice to some rookies coming into the league and how to make smart decisions with their money. Having this amount of money for the first time ever in your life, be wise with your choices and decisions. Um, I know you have things that you've always dreamed of having maybe, and that's perfect. Like, go get it. You earned it. You know what I'm saying? But also be smart and mindful and prepared. It goes by quick. So... Because that Uncle Sam is real. Let them know, Jalen. It's so important to share your knowledge. And I love how humble he is and honest he is. We love to see it. That is going to be all for episode three of Above the Nest with Rachel. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are amazing. If you haven't already, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And follow us on Twitter at BGN underscore radio and also at Bleeding Green. I can also be followed on Instagram and Twitter at Rachel Monique. That's R-A-I-C-H-E-L-E-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. At this point, I might as well make a jingle. I mean, why not? Why not? But that's going to be all here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, we out. B-G-N.